Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I'm Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. I'm Aaron McMahon. Uh, we got to start because Ryan right here uh, next to his, his phone, uh, very modern, you know, iPhone, is an iPod Nano. Just tiny little device that I have not seen since... You know, right around Y two K, straight out of two thousand four. Yeah, I get I get a lot of flat for using it still, but it goes with me everywhere I go. Plug it in in my car, listen to music. How long have you had it gym. for? Uh, high school. And I just asked you this before we started recording. How do you get music onto that thing? Now? Oh, I don't want any uh, anyone knocking on my door is asking that question. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it connect it connects to a laptop, I guess. It connects to iTunes. Yeah, connects to iTunes, and I and I put. But you the, don't pay for music, right? I paid for a few songs, but not many. <laughs> oh, my gosh. oh man, um, implicating myself in uh, on the podcast here, I guess. Sure, sure. Uh, okay, so Michigan is two and zero, but a lot of fans are Barely. are unhappy, and that is where college football is different than professional football in that. 2-0 isn't always just 2-0. Like, a win is a win, and that's the most important thing, no doubt. But given the difference in competition among every different teams, not equal. every win is not equal. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. So you've got, I think you got Ohio State out there, you know, 42 nothing. I think it was against Cincinnati. Um, you know, you see just some... Wisconsin is 110 to nothing in their two games. Don't forget you know, about Maryland either. I mean, right, sure. And this is just the Big Ten we're talking about. But, but you know, if you want to compare Michigan to the other, you know, top 10 teams in the country too, um, it doesn't look super favorable. Now you can, you know, again, maybe Army is going to put up a little more of a fight against uh, teams than, than some of these other opponents. But um, I guess why, why do you think there is that concern? Is it legitimate? Uh, well, I guess I'll start then. Uh, I, you know, I think, I think the concern is, is legitimate given what we've seen so far with the penalties and the turnovers and the fumbles and, and the breakdowns and whatnot. But, and, and I caution the fans not to get too, you know, concerned right now. This stuff is correctable. I mean, we saw fumbles early on last year. Shea fumbled in the first game against Notre Dame. Uh, you saw penalties early on last season. They got corrected. They got, they, they were improved. The, the, the issue here is, and I think the difference between this year and last year is Michigan's got a brand new offense right now. They're, they're still, I think, learning. They're still gelling. They're still trying to figure themselves out. You know, Jim Harbaugh this, this past week in a couple of interviews has made references to, you know, wanting to see, just to see them get lined up and be more efficient, you know, lining up for, for the for the snap. They're mm-hmm. still learning. They're still trying to figure things out. Um I had a feeling this was going to happen just because it's, it's a new offense. They're doing something totally different with a new scheme and everything else this year. It's just a matter of how quickly they can 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 gel. Luckily for them, they got a bye this week, they got, and then they got Wisconsin next week. Mm-hmm. But based on what we've seen so far, you know, there's there's a lot of concern at this point, and fans have a right to be. I, I do. And I, I will say this: even before when before the season started, when we were picking maybe possible trap games, I mentioned Army is one of those teams. I think they're kind of being undervalued by, by national media. And I think they would have a pretty good team. And I think we showed that, or they showed that on, on Saturday. And um, uh, I, I think you're, you're right. It's important to put this in the context. Neither one of these first two games, these opponents were, I think, slouches. I mean, we've taught, we talked about middle Tennessee state. They won eight games last year. They're in the conference USA championship game. Now, granted, it was a little bit different team, different quarterback, mm-hmm. Uh, but you, I, I thought their quarterback was really good, actually. And then Army won 11 games last year, took Oklahoma to the brink last, last season. 
Uh, they play. We know what type of type of play type of offense they mm-hmm. run. It is difficult to scheme for you. Scheme for it. You know, once that for the whole you play against it once this season. Uh, you know, these weren't pushovers. I, I think the line kind of might, maybe was a little bit misleading. I mean, twenty-two and a half points. That seemed a little. Uh, a lot sided to me, even from the start, especially how Army likes to control the ball and um, and run run out the clock as much as possible. But uh, Mission's defense passed the test, I think. I mean, they kind of saved the day a couple times uh, with that Lavert Hill inter- interception in the third quarter, and then the um, two great plays on first and second down in overtime, and then the the strip sack to to seal the game. But yeah, I think on the offensive side there is a little bit of concern, especially if if Shea Patterson's not a hundred percent. If, if he has a, an oblique injury that, um, like Josh Gaddis hinted, hinted at or said yesterday at the, when he talked to media, um, that's kind of concerning moving forward. If they're going to be do, using these RPOs um, and counting on Patterson using his legs, we didn't see him use his legs hardly at, at all in the second half or the whole game yesterday instead of opting for what Jim Harbaugh loves to do in his time here is run the ball up the middle. And that did not work. <laughs> very well on, on Saturday and they continue to, to do that at key junctions, miss a couple fourth down opportunities. And um, that's not going to work against uh, some better teams. It's starting with Wisconsin in a couple of weeks, but like we said, this is a bye week They're banged up right now. I don't know how severe Shea Patterson's injury is. Uh, maybe that oblique can heal a little bit. All maybe right. Donovan Peoples Jones can come back. And mm-hmm. obviously the, if we've heard speed and space, all throughout fall camp, and he is kind of the definition of speed and space. If you mm-hmm. can get him the ball and let him do his thing and, and get open, that's a huge element they're missing right now. But like, yeah, punt punt returns yeah. too. But yeah, he's got the most sort of wiggle on the team. Yeah. I mean, he, he's someone you can just get the ball to, and then yeah, he can he can make things happen for sure. Um, but it's been it's been the self inflicted wounds. That's really been uh-huh. what. Uh, what has held this team back? I mean, even defensively, uh, you know, two, two of the three touchdowns against Middle Tennessee involved, you know, multiple Wolverine defenders colliding. Uh, so these are things that, you know, they could you can kind of control to a certain extent. Um, but, yeah, there's, you know, there's only 12 games in a football season. Right. There's two of them. So it's it's I, I think that, I think they will, though. I mean, it's it's it is it could be a fluke thing. I mean, it is two games. Or it's early. Um, but like, I mean, I don't, we are not able to see practice at all, but data said yesterday, yeah, this doesn't happen in practice. Like they punish the players for fumbling in practice, taking penalties of practice by running. And I think it's, it's one of those things Yeah, it was unfortunate these first two games, but uh, they go out and not turn the ball over at all on, on a week from Saturday. I wouldn't be that surprised either. Cause yeah. those are things they, they put the ball on the ground eight times so far, by the way, five, five lost fumbles, which is, is the most in college football. I don't think the the Liver Hill interception can be any more overstated than, than it has been. I mean that that play. They had second goal Michigan's, on the one Michigan's, just before that too. Michigan. Yeah, they were down fourteen to seven. Army could have went up twenty one to seven early in the third quarter. Michigan's offense had been struggling; it was deflated. Uh, that play, I think, saved the game. And I'm hesitant to say season because it's, it would have been it, had they lost, it would have been a non conference game. You could still run the table in the Big Ten, but. You know, I think the the feeling coming out of that would have been not good, panic, you know, almost. So, Levert Hill deserves props, especially after that, that after his couple of uh, his drops there, uh, week one, uh, he, had the, he had the drop pick six and the drop punt return. So, you know, it, 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 he played a really good game. 
Uh, I think you saw some guys on the offense. Now we were blasting the offense and, you know, whatever, but there were some guys on the offensive side of the ball I thought that played well. Ronnie Bell redeemed himself, I thought. He had uh, seven catches. He was targeted eight times. Uh, Charbonnet, I, he wasn't as efficient as he was week one, but Michigan saw what they have in a running back. He is their – he's buying – Buying away their number one guy going forward. 33 carries they, in his second collegiate game. Yeah, that 23 is, in the second yeah. half in, in overtime. That's they were riding him like crazy. For, for a true freshman, to, for them to either – you know, it, it's one thing I think it's comforting for them knowing they can rely on him on, on the ground, but the same token, too, to have to rely on him on the ground right. to win a game. I think you'd rather have other – you know, get some fresh bodies in there and then, mm-hmm. you know, not just for their sake, but then for him, too. It keeps him fresher uh, later in the game. So um, – well, I think you I want. Mean, like Harbaugh said, though, earlier in the game, you had Christian Turner absolutely missing a blown blocking assignment um, that led to one of the fumbles. And uh, Ben Van Sumeren fumbled on his only carry. So it's a, No, I get yeah, yeah, why so, they yeah. did it. It's just uh, that's, that's I don't think it's that's ideal. ideal and I don't think that's their that's their plan. Um, that's why when they said forward. the coaches said heading into the season, oh, yeah, we're fine. We have five capable backs heading into the, into the season. You kind of knew there would have to be one or two to emerge because it, it definitely was not going to be a strength for them yeah, and this tr- season. And True Wilson, who has proven himself as a, as a pass as a pass blocker running back, is injured. We don't know his status at this point either. I suspect Michigan will probably be able to get him back against Wisconsin, but if they don't, they're going to, they've got to search here for a, for a second second backup running back. Yeah, and um, you know, uh, Josh Gaddis talked about uh, not just uh, fumbling the ball away and penalties and things like that, but um, you know, not taking advantage of, of big play opportunities as, as well. I mean, that's kind of another self-inflicted thing when guys are open, when you, when you, when things break right for you on the play call um, and you can't connect, I mean, that that can be just as, as detrimental as some of these negative plays we've seen. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's surprising to me, you know, Nico Collins, for example, through two games, he only has five catches. Um, you know, I would have thought more for him, you know, Ronnie Bell emerged uh, last game. That was big. Uh, but I, I definitely think, yeah, getting people's Jones back, uh, you know, will will help them be be more explosive. Because so far, uh, I mean, does does do things really look any different from from last year or the year before? Uh, you know, we've got a new play caller, but I'm just I'm not not certain you'd really you'd really know that. Um, you know, just to to the naked eye, except that they are, you know, they're huddling less. Yeah, I, I wonder if if Shay's oblique injuries played into that, you know, mm-hmm. the overthrown balls or the missed throws or whatever. Some of them are, I think, on the receivers. They just dropped them and they couldn't get their hands on them. Yeah. Um, I, I don't but know. There if were it, a couple in the first two games where it's like, oof, yeah, that was a missed. I mean, the guy was wide open. Yeah. And they overthrew it. But... I, I don't know. Maybe it was just it could have been Shea just overthrowing him. I, but I, I wonder internally, we haven't spoken to Shea since after the week one opener against Middle Tennessee, whether that's that's really you know bothering him. Yeah. Well, that'll be the question for them, too, to decide whether, you know, OK, he's your number one quarterback. He, he's he, that's fine. Uh, but, you know, if he's not at 100 percent, is he still is he still the best option mm-hmm. out there? Yeah. You know, if he, if he can't be himself. It was um, interesting. We didn't see, you know, for all this talk about you know using both quarterbacks, we didn't see Dylan McCaffrey a bunch uh, against Army. I think he played. He had one attempt, uh, didn't have a didn't have a carry. I think he got in there for what one or two plays, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it was it was interesting that by the you know given that Shea's given Shea's injury and his struggles holding on to the football they didn't play Dylan as much as they they did week one right. So. Um, well, I get uh, uh, I get a lot of questions from people and I know you guys we we talked before do as well uh, about sort of what what the game day routine looks like what we actually do I thought maybe it might be interesting to kind of take take people through that um, and probably through the 
you know, Ryan and, and I can, can weigh in here at any time, but through the through Aaron's uh, eyes might be the, make the most sense just to, to start with someone here. Uh, so Aaron, when do you get to a Michigan football home game, you know, noon kick, how many hours, where, where, whenever yeah. the game is, how many hours before the game are you getting there and why? Yeah, I think what it, my situation is pretty similar to Ryan because we, we typically ride together now. Okay, sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously first it depends on the time of the game, you know, for, for a new, I try and get to the stadium anywhere from three, three and a half hours before. So noon game, we're usually by there by nine, nine 15, uh, uh, 3.30 games, there by noon, 12.30, and then the night game, uh, you know, same thing. Right. Uh, it's it's a all day. People don't realize it's it's an all day affair. You know, you get up and you're usually up early, especially if it's a, if it's a noon game. You're at the stadium, and, and when you get there early, it's more about kind of taking things in and, and obviously observing what's going on the field. The players typically hit the field. I don't know, ninety minutes, to sixty minutes before game time, they start trickling out of the, the tunnel. Um, you know, you see who's going through warmups. Typically, you know, it's it's the backups and, and the scout teams are out first. Right, and you see who's not going through warmups. Correct. That's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's we're sitting in the press box. And so kinda, you're really high tech binoculars. Yeah, but you have the binoculars <laughs> that Jim Harbaugh likes to make fun of us for. Um, you know, observing who's who's dressed, who's in uniform. He's made fun of the binoculars before. Yeah, I haven't yeah. That. We, through, a, we through a Michigan spokesman. We've we've heard about it. Yes. Uh. Um, so, you know, but that's our job as reporters. We're trying to figure out who's going to play and who isn't. Sometimes, sometimes Michigan does a good job of, I will say, of, of kind of hiding that. You know, sometimes we'll see guys in not in uniform during pregame warmups, and then they come out of the tunnel right before the game in uniform and play. Sometimes we see guys like like last week and the week before, you know, John Runyon, for instance, he was mm-hmm. dressed. Uh, he was going through warmups with, 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 with the offensive line, didn't play. So it's always a tricky situation trying to find out who's playing, who isn't, who's, you know, sometimes, you know, People who are not in uniform, you know, they don't stand out right away because obviously they're not they're not with the team. So you got to look at the sidelines. There's a lot of guys, and there are yeah. It's a lot more and, complicated than the NFL, where they, you know going in who's who's <laughs> yeah. playing, like who's questionable, like who's what part of their their bodies. No, I, I will say some some college teams do provide you know a travel or a dress list. Michigan does not, so it makes it more difficult for us. We have to find out who. And their you know, job, you wouldn't think, is to mislead or trick us, right? I mean, it's, no, it's for it's the not. other team, I guess. If, yeah, if we yeah. know, then they put it out there for the other team to know, I guess. I'm Jim really Harbaugh sure. made, yeah, made a point when he first got here that he wasn't going to do opposing uh, teams and their coaching staffs any, any favors. Mm-hmm. They weren't going to they weren't going to provide any more information publicly that they needed to. Uh, that's still why we don't get a depth chart to this day. Um, a lot of it's obscured and everything else. But anyway, but that's one of the main reasons why we get there early is to, to check out who's playing or who's dressed and who isn't. Um, sometimes, we'll, sometimes do a pregame video. Yeah, maybe we'll do one of those. Uh, so it's it's more kind of you know getting everything in order and, and before the game actually starts. Sure. And during the game, of course, we're putting up content. Uh, you know, on any on any major stories, whether there be an injury or. Uh, controversial call, really anything we can. Um, or if Michigan and unranked opponents tied going into in the fourth quarter, about to go into overtime, you know, upset sure. alerts. Sure, sure. Um, but then getting, you know, getting as uh, you know, getting something up immediately after the game, which is always a sort of sort of magical for people who aren't in the in the business as far as getting the you know getting the story up immediately after the uh, the game. Um, but then, yeah, then we then we've got our our post game press conference with with Jim Harbaugh and and various players. Mm-hmm. Yes, anything that uh, yeah. yeah. So we do speak with Jim Harbaugh. We, do, yeah, that's so we, we get that, that question a lot. Do you guys actually talk with Jim Harbaugh? I'm like, yeah, not one on one, but right, right. yeah, we we ask some questions. And I will say the most stressful part of the day 
is necessarily the job itself, but after the game, when we have to go down, we're obviously we're sitting in the press box. Yes. We have to take the elevator down to the concourse level where you, you have a hundred plus thousand people leaving Michigan stadium. Yep. And we have to navigate the yep. concourse, walk all the way around the concourse to, to Chrysler center where that's where the post game press conferences are held. So you yeah, know, there's the a press conference there on the, you know, uh, wet, southwest corner kind of where you come down it's like section 415 right there and yes go go all the way around the stadium i i, I have said um i mean i've described i feel like a uh, sort of like a punt returner a um, doing that um it's uh and it, it was a noticeable difference uh week one to, to last week because right. you know michigan was uh won that game handily against middle tennessee and there was so a lot some more people openings. did leave yeah. um the yeah. game early you know no one left an overtime oh. game early and so it, it was everybody ball, because that, you know i wrote the, the what do you call it, the game store that goes right. up right away on M Live right after the game ends? So I'm I'm hustling to finish it because it, it's t- typically not typically, but like week one for instance, you could write as the game was going on because it was a you know it wasn't a blow up, right? Was right. Like, you sure. know the result was going to be. Yeah. Whereas Army had a sh- shot to win the game at the end of regulation, so I'm right. I had something written, but I'm like, is this you know this may not be good in two minutes. So sure enough, they missed the field goal and Michigan goes overtime and wins it. But right. I'm scrambling to finish it right well, away. Sure. Right down to the last play. I mean, yeah. uh, Michigan gets the the sack fumble to win it i mean army gets a touchdown there they win it so right. i mean the last right, play right. it still could have swung uh either way yeah. um, so i just scrambled to finish <laughs> and i mean you guys are gone at the press conference so i'm, I'm one of the final people out of the press box and you I, you're right i perfect example you're i feel like a punt returner you're dodging people to try not to miss anything and i made it but it was i you know it's, it's I, I tweeted out after uh the week one game it's like uh, if Football coaches taught their players to hold on to the football. Like I hold on to my laptop running through the, to get oh, to the press conference. Yeah, then they would never fumble because I'm, I'm holding on to that thing so quick. And I'm, I'm not spr- full out sprinting, but I'm definitely moving pretty quick. Because, I mean, it fills up, too. Like, you want to get a pretty good seat so you can take some video and whatnot, too. So I didn't have my computer, so I was full on right. sprinting. And right. I think I almost yeah. took someone out. Like, some woman, I think, yelled. Yeah, there like, was blue saying- really quick. So if, if you see people you sprinting past you, if you're at the game, it's probably one of us or a media member just trying to get to the post-game press conference. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And then afterwards is is the tough part, I think, because you not only have you sat through an entire game, but you were there, at least in my, my case and Ryan's case, you were there, you know, a good two, three hours early. Um you know, you're there a good two or three hours after the game as well. And that's when this guy cracks open his Red Bull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> stay away. Especially for night games. You know, right. in noon games, it's easier because it's, you know, it's more like a regular day. But right, like, right. It's a night game. We don't get out of the stadium sometimes until 2, 2, I think for the Middle Tennessee that State game, we didn't get out there until 2, 2, 30 30, in the morning. Yeah. Uh, and we were even the final people out, I don't think. No, and then, uh, yeah, the last, most recent game, uh, we, because I, I, I kind of work at a, in a different area, I, you know, I've case of the last two weeks i've been in the other team's press conference too um and then i just i just stay there in in that room there i've just brought all my stuff instead of returning to the thing but anyway we uh we converged at the corner of of stadium and main there um and i was you know i was getting ready to cross the street and you guys you know called out to me so then we chatted for a bit and then i realized that you know the clock was counting down on my opportunity to cross that street and it, 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 it holds for a while there. You miss it. You're going to be standing there for a long time. So I go to step out in front and a, a car was trying to go when it shouldn't have. It was, it was almost bad. It was almost down to a, a two man beat here at uh, my Wolverines. Uh, but, uh, I, I will say that lucky one day. I'm just kidding. I, I will say, I tell, tell people this a lot. It's, it's a really surreal feeling to get to a stadium early for a game. You kind of see everyone tailgating and the, the crowd of people. And you see a stadium fill up 
110,000 plus at Michigan Stadium. And then when they're after the game and it empties, and then you come out, especially night games where it's two, three, four o'clock in the morning, you come out of the stadium after you're done working and there's no one. Like mm-hmm. no cars, no one walking. Dead quiet. It, it's just it's weird, you know. It's it's kind of cool. You see the the beginning and the the middle and the end, and it's it's an interesting side to be on. I guess. Yeah, the uh, they clean up pretty well overall. I they this do. past game, I met my wife and and their two dogs at the Pioneer Field as I you know I was walking home and uh, and they they were finding some scraps out there to <laughs> to feast on, but it, there wasn't as much as you thought, and and that's just not much garbage in general, you know. Just it was. Uh, is impressive how they get that cleaned up, and, and the golf course has always amazed me. Um, that is a, uh, I've been on that golf course once or twice, and you've probably been on. You're probably on it every weekend. Uh, uh, I and it's, uh, I mean, it's a very nice course. Yes, yes that's yeah, fair to yeah, say. It's yeah. a very, very nice course, well maintained, and yet uh, they get all those cars on there every Saturday. You know, football home Saturday, and yet um, people are out there playing on the the next day. It's kind of unbelievable to me. Um, but all right, I think that wraps up. Uh, this episode of the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. Uh, thanks for listening. Please, you know, send your questions, comments to us via email or uh, on Twitter. Uh, yeah. yeah, MySpace. <laughs> you, and, you and MySpace references. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll dig into Wisconsin more, more next week. Wisconsin's on a buy as well, so yes. Michigan and, and Wisconsin are both kind of in the same situation yep. going into their Big Ten opener September twenty first. But we got a full week, so we'll we'll get into the opponent uh, more more next week. Sounds good. Thanks for listening. This is Acast Recommends. Every week we pick one of our favorite shows, and this is one we think you're going to love. This station is Bank. Change here for the Central, Waterloo, and City lines. Please mind the gap when exiting the train. And please, please, please. Be careful on the platform. The Nobody Zone. The truth and legend of an Irish underground killer. A new six-part true crime podcast from RTE and Third Ear. Acast is home to the biggest podcast from the US and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via Acast or wherever you get your podcasts.